This Bee Podcast Network show is presented by IXL, loved and trusted by more than 1 million teachers. IXL enhances your teaching and takes work off your plate so you can make an even bigger impact on your students. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K through 12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights. Strengthen daily instruction, close knowledge gaps quickly, and set every student up for success. I have personally used IXL with students to support them in math, and I love that it focused on the skills that students needed and could help differentiate learning for them. I was also able to look at the data and use that information to inform my instruction. Do you want to bring IXL to your school? Learn more at IXL.com B. That's IXL.com B-E. Welcome to the Teacher Burnout Podcast, where we explore the challenges of burnout for teachers and share practical strategies to support teacher well-being. I'm your host, Barb Flowers. If you're a teacher looking for ways to prevent burnout or an educational leader searching for strategies to support your team, this podcast is for you. Let's dive in. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Teacher Burnout Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about dealing with a difficult parent or caregiver of one of your students. And I'm going to be using the word parent throughout the episode, but really I'm meaning caregiver, guardian, anyone who's taking care of that student because we know a lot of parents anymore can be grandparents, aunts, uncles. So keeping that in mind, but when you're dealing with a difficult parent or caregiver, it can be really hard. And so keeping a healthy mindset and developing confidence in how to handle these situations and interactions is really important, and it's important for helping you avoid the risk of burnout. And as educators, we have to navigate these difficult conversations, but keep positive relationships and keep that supportive learning environment for our students. So today I'm going to share insights, I'm going to share strategies, and just experiences that I've had that help me navigate these situations with professionalism, but also empathy. So we're going to discuss the impact of these challenging conversations, how they can impact your well-being, give you insights on how to have effective communication, and also set boundaries. So I'm going to share seven strategies. So you'll not only have practical tips for handling different difficult parent situations, but you're going to have deeper understanding of how these skills can be essential in helping with your burnout as a teacher so that you continue to love teaching and you're not wanting to leave the profession because of a difficult parent. So we're going to start with strategy number one. Adopt the perspective that every parent wants what's best for their child. If we have more positive thoughts going into the conversation, it's going to completely change how we handle the conversation and that partnership and relationship that we have with that parent. I talk a lot in my podcast and in my coaching about what's called the T method or T cycle, which is that your thoughts create your emotions or feelings, which create your actions. And so I want you to think about that. If you're going in with this negative perspective, it's going to create negative emotions and negative actions. So we have to have more thought, more positive thoughts going into the conversation. And I've encountered lots of teachers that go into situations saying, they feel like the parent doesn't care. You know, they the parent's not as involved as they would like them to be. They don't do their homework. They don't check their folders, things like that. And it's important to recognize and think about the perspective that not all parents share the same experiences that we do. So if they appear less engaged in school or less attentive to 
things that we think are really important as educators, we know are important, it doesn't necessarily mean they don't care about their child. It means they prioritize different things based on their experiences and how they grew up. So it's important to one, go in with that, you know, that perspective, that thinking, because that perspective shift, it's going to positively influence your relationship with that parent and those conversations that you have. And it's going to create a more positive school climate. So really think and have the perspective that every parent, they want what's best for their child. They want them to have a better life than they have. So going in with that perspective. My second strategy is to stay calm. In these situations where a parent is really upset, we have to stay calm. And this can be hard for some people. Some people are more calm than others. But our instant reaction is that we want to get defensive. And we want to defend ourselves. We want to defend the situation, whatever they're mad about. But reacting this way, it typically just escalates the situation and it makes it more difficult to come to a solution together. So instead, if you're staying calm, it's going to allow you to navigate that conversation with a clear head. You're going to find more constructive solutions, but you have to stay calm. And you have to make sure that when you're staying calm, staying calm is going to help you realize that you're not being personally attacked. I know it feels like that at that moment, but you have no idea what that parent was just going through or why they're upset about what they're upset about. You know, they could have just had a bad moment. They could not understand the um, situation clearly. We don't know. So don't get, don't feel like it's a personal attack and get defensive because that is going to only escalate the situation and not make it any better. So if the parent is actually upset about something that we could have done differently, then we need to understand that mistakes happen. We're human. We view these um, challenges and these things that happen as opportunities for us to improve. And so if you did something that you're like, yeah, I could have done that better. I understand why they're upset. Make sure you apologize. Make sure you hear that parent and you let them know that you understand and you're sorry. I, I do a lot of apologizing to parents. I I have no problem with saying, you know, I'm so sorry, we'll handle it differently next time or I understand where you're coming from. Thank you for that feedback. So making sure that you're validating what they're saying and you're understanding um, where they're coming from. And if you did something, you shouldn't have apologized and move on. We're all human and having that mindset is really important. And sometimes that's all parents want is to know that you heard them, you understand that maybe that wasn't the best idea and to move on. Um, and then sometime, sometimes you didn't do anything wrong and the parents just upset and you're someone they're venting to. But no matter what, just make sure you stay calm and you're you know not getting defensive, you're not taking it personal and you're just listening. My third strategy is to get a third party involved. So if you have a parent that You've had a lot of difficult encounters with, um, maybe they've been really upset with you, have a third party involved in meetings with them. So this could be a colleague, you know, at your grade level, on your team, it could be a school counselor, it could be an administrator, but it's going to help you feel supported to have more confidence in the meeting, but it also can give you some feedback on the situation. So having that third party present, it's going to allow you to have an objective perspective on the situation. So the other person might be able to see what's happening and, you know, support you in the meeting, but then help you to debrief after the meeting and have conversations where you reflect on the interactions and you consider if there's any areas that you can improve. Maybe you need to get better at staying calm and, you know, not getting defensive um, because parents feel that immediately if you're getting worked up and, 
and getting defensive. So having another person involved and having a third party that can give you some feedback is really helpful. But you just have to be willing to self-reflect. That's the biggest part of it. You know, even if the parents' concerns seem irrational, because sometimes that happens, there are things that we as teachers know that we can't do or in a school setting, it doesn't work that way. But parents don't always know that. So you know, be willing to be reflective. Ask yourself, how was my tone and body language? Did I become defensive? Did I actually contribute to a solution? Um, And just having that self-reflection, it's going to help you with your personal and professional growth when dealing with these hard situations. And strategy number four, I kind of touched on this a little bit, but listen closely and validate their concerns. Listen to what the parent is trying to get across And let them know you understand. Even if the concern isn't always rational, stop and just validate what they're upset about. Every parent wants what is best for their child, even if the concern doesn't seem practical. For me, I have to remind myself that I have a way different experience. Even as a parent, when things happen with my own children at school, I think about it differently probably than most parents because I work in an elementary school. And so I know what happens at an elementary school. So for example, my daughter got kicked and the teacher called me to let me know, um, I wasn't upset about it because I understand that there's kids with behaviors and those things happen. However, if you're not in a school setting and you hear a child kicked your child, you get upset, right? That's hard to hear. So having that perspective that we think about it different because we know these kids, we see the situations all the time. So really thinking about, you know, what our own experiences bring to the situation and how we think about things. And I also see when I call parents, you know, I I might call a parent about the same situation and two parents respond completely different. One parent might say, no big deal and totally support what I say. And the other parent might be upset and not support anything I said. So just understanding that we all come from different backgrounds, experiences and perspectives. Um, Strategy number five is to offer solutions to the parents that are reasonable. So sometimes parents have requests that aren't possible or even reasonable for the classroom. However, try to offer as many solutions that you're able to think about that you could actually do and implement in the classroom and follow through with. So not every request is going to be solution oriented. There are sometimes requests that you're thinking, we can't do that, you know, like a one-on-one aid or things like that for Every student, obviously, that wouldn't be practical to have that. But, you know, sometimes parents want things that it's not practical. But try to think about any solution that you have that could be helpful. One thing you never want to (coughs) say, excuse me, is I don't know what to do in this situation. So you could say, let me talk to someone about it. Let me get some advice on that. But never say, I don't know what to do. What do you think I should do? Because getting input from the parent is good, but they look at you as the teacher as an expert. So making sure that you are able to provide different solutions, different thoughts, and you really have this problem um, solution type perspective where you're trying to think of every solution you can for that problem. And by offering solutions, you not only address that immediate concern, but you foster this atmosphere, you know, where the parent feels heard, they feel they feel valued. And it it builds that positive relationship. So and in some instances, like I said, the request is something you can't do and you might not have an idea for a solution and it's out of your control. A lot of times, you know, parents will initially go to teachers about recess concerns, for example. 
recess concerns aren't really something a teacher can fix. They can talk to an administrator, but if they're not out at recess, it's not something they can handle. So, you know, getting your administrator involved, getting other people involved and getting input from them on possible solutions, and then just getting back with the parent. That works as well, but always looking for those solutions so that they know they're heard, you understand, and you're trying to help them out. Strategy number six is to set boundaries with communication. If a parent continues to message you daily or is messaging you after school hours, remind them that you don't check your messages all day. You know, I see teachers in the past, we've really set boundaries on messaging apps, but they were messaging parents all day at school. And I said to them, you know, think about from a parent's perspective, would they rather you be teaching their child at school or messaging them? And I know some want that message right away. But in in the big picture, they'd rather you be spending that time instructing their child. So making sure that you put boundaries on when you're messaging parents and um, have notifications. If you have messaging apps, there's notifications that it silences at certain times so that, you know, you're only checking your messages during school hours or maybe an an hour after school. Because the other thing that I see that happens with teachers a lot is they'll get a message from a parent who's upset on the weekend, and then it ruins their entire weekend. And you don't want that. So making sure that you have those boundaries set so that you don't even see those messages. So you can't can't get upset about something that's said through a message to you for the weekend. Strategy number seven is try to have positive experiences with the families. So be proactive in finding opportunities to have those positive interactions. That way, when you're faced with challenging conversations and things get you know, where a parent's really upset, you have that foundation of positive experiences, and it's going to influence that overall dynamic of your relationship with them. So um, as many times as you can reach out with those good news calls of things going well, a good news message, sending a positive note home. Um, I think with messaging apps, the one thing that's really nice, you could send a picture of their work or something they did well, but Finding a way that you can be more collaborative and supportive with the parent and build those relationships in a positive way is going to help you when something negative happens. It's going to create that foundation and it's going to show that you also want what's best for their child. So just reviewing those seven strategies for dealing with a difficult parent or caregiver is to number one, adopt the perspective that every parent wants the best for their child. Two, stay calm. Three, get a third party involved. Four, listen closely and validate their concerns. Five, offer solutions to the parent that's reasonable. Six, set boundaries with communication. And seven, try to have positive experiences. And again, I just want to go back to your thinking, but when you're dealing with a difficult parent or guardian of a student, it's important you visualize yourself in any action, any interaction with them as positive. Because many times we worry about these situations, we go into the difficult conversation with so many negative thoughts that it's hard to make it a successful conversation. Because I want you to remember your thoughts create your feelings and emotions, which then create your actions. So when you go in with those negative thoughts, your feelings and emotions about that parent and the situation is going to be negative, which is going to lead to negative action. So the more positive you are and the more positive thoughts you have about the the family, the, the child, the situation, the better feelings you're going to have and the better action you'll be able to take. So it's just going to lead to a more positive outcome. So work on your thoughts and go into interactions in a positive headspace, and that's going to help as well. So I hope you found this episode helpful. 
If you are struggling with burnout or you're struggling with your thinking about teaching and you want more help, I'd love time to set up a free consultation and see if I can help you. Um, you can go to my Instagram at Barb Flowers Coaching. I have tips there throughout the week. Um, I also have a lot of freebies. If you click the link in my bio, I have a free boundary setting course. So if you need help setting boundaries, click that. Um, it has videos and some worksheets that you can go through to figure out how to set better boundaries. So thank you for listening to this episode. If you do find this podcast helpful, please leave a review and share it with others. When you leave a review, others are able to find the podcast. So I hope you have a great week and stay tuned for the next episode. Do you want to save time on prep work, increase achievement for all student populations, reliably meet Tier 1 standards? You can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com forward slash BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all these goals. That's IXL.com forward slash BE.